0: Good transcript Out, humans, what's good work? Chris Funder here with 3 years Alex for another edition of Wrestling on Style. Alex, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm feeling fantabulous, man. Um, yeah, Oof, what a week it's been in wrestling, hey?
0: <laughs> it's been a big week in football. Oh, hang on, wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, a, b- a big week in uh, in the wrestling. Uh, did you have to catch any of the news coming out the Aussie wrestling scene with the first Renegades of Wrestling show from Collingwood?
1: I'll be honest, I've been so flat out busy that I didn't catch a lot of the news that came out of that.
0: Okay, um, apparently uh, Lockie Hendricks cut a pretty good promo. Um, uh, now, they've just posted... Uh, A lot of stuff online, similar to how the old MCW shows were done, because it is the core group uh, who's there now. But uh, notably, it was announced on their socials, this has been recorded to be uploaded to Fight at a later date. Awesome. I don't know if they've announced a date yet for the Fight premiere, but they've also announced a second show either this month or next month. I don't have it in front of me at the moment. That's great. Yeah, it is yeah, it's
1: incredible.
0: Good to see. Good to see the company uh starting up. Apparently uh Jonah was a big hit from what I've uh read online, being his first Aussie uh, Aussie match back uh since he's left the WWF. But I suppose. Speaking of the WWF, do we need to uh get to some news in just a moment here as I bring up the uh the old news?
1: Yeah, man. Um nxt
0: releases man <laughs> yeah what is <laughs> what is nxt uh apparently uh not a lot at the moment as i uh just bring this up so i have the full list of names in front of me as i go to read this because alex sent this to me um it must have been saturday or sunday it because was, i remember it I... was
1: saturday yeah because the news came out just before SmackDown.
0: Typical. I remember I got up and um, I seen Shaz McKenzie, a uh, well-known Australian pro wrestler, uh, tweeted. Imagine not knowing what to do with Dakota. And I thought that I did, like I didn't really think much of it when I woke up. Yeah. And you know, uh, okay, that seems all right. And um, oh, and then you messaged me. Uh, uh no, Dakota's been released. <laughs> yeah oh so as i'm just trying to find the actual uh, list here i'm not sure if you have a list in front of you or not but here we go uh so we'll probably talk about the aussies and kiwis uh last here oh jesus okay here we go some of these we probably don't know too much about uh raylin divine
1: yeah no idea
0: uh, I did notice that uh, Meltzer said a few of these unknowns were um, uh, the Las Vegas signees from Summer Slam last year in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mel Melal Menu.
1: M- Miller Milani.
0: <laughs> so whatever I said, uh, scrub that from the records. I swear to God,
1: you just called a Mel Menu log, but okay. <laughs>
0: Well, he's in the Hall of Fame, although he doesn't do those ads anymore. <laughs> uh, Draco Anthony. Like What is that? <laughs> okay, moving on. Fish. Kayana? Kayana? I,
1: I, don't even, I don't even see a name on my list that looks anything like that.
0: <laughs> V-I-S-H-K-A. A N Y A.
1: yeah i don't even have that name on my list
0: okay uh going forward <laughs> referee blair baldwin okay um where are you getting your list i'm looking on post-wrestling because
1: ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah your list has like people on there that my
0: list doesn't Ooh, okay, uh, maybe Alex has had an update, so we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, also, Persia Parada, but known to the Australian fan base as Steph DeLander.
1: What a fucking shame.
0: Uh, Heartland, who was probably the best thing Joe Gaze- Joe? Joel? Joe. Um, Joe Gacy had going for him. <laughs> oh, I don't know which one's the serial killer name and which one's the wrestler name. They sound too much alike.
1: Yeah, John John Wayne Gacy is the serial killer.
0: Uh, Dexter Loomis, Malcolm oh. Bivens, and Dakota oh. Kai. Uh, was there anyone else you had noted uh, on your list there that you have from another source, I'm assuming?
1: No, no. Your list had more people than my list had.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, um... John and Wayne at Post and probably... Uh, some of the other editors have uh, updated it since.
1: Yeah, so, I i mean, some of the obvious glaring things is we're in the middle of this Dexter and Indy versus Duke and Persia Parada storyline on television every week, and bang, <laughs> they just cut, like, half of the people from that storyline.
0: Yeah, they yeah, did. They really cut right. both Decatur and Persia. So I'm guessing uh, Duke's going back to cards, and Indy's going to join Candace at home as a new mother and help <laughs> out with the way or something.
1: Well, yeah. Well, now Indy has a baby brother because <laughs> oh. she's the, she's the daughter of Johnny and Candace. Remember? <laughs>
0: oh, I wish I didn't. But uh, yes. <laughs> No. Uh, Malcolm um, Bivens, are uh, you more familiar with his uh, indie work prior to uh, signing? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um oh, gosh, the name sort of uh, Stokely Hathaway,
0: right? Yes.
1: Yeah, um, he's a fantastic manager. He's a great follow on Twitter. He's just constantly meming people. But um yeah, just an absolute waste. Um I just look at the main roster and think of guys that like could use a guy like Malcolm Bivens. Like Bobby. Like oh that that would be perfect.
0: You go up but, against MVP.
1: Yeah, or like before Omos had MVP, like Omos would have been a great guy for Bivens to have. Plus Bivens is a short dude. So it would have made Omos look even bigger. Or you... Yep, that's a good point. Um, the other thing is, like, they've teased on SmackDown this week, like, Shanky's a babyface without Jinder Mahal now. So... Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so stupid. But, like, a big dude like that, like, having a Malcolm Bivens, like he's got more of a chance of getting over. But now I just look at it and I think like, oh, there's a couple of pe, There's like three people from this. Well, I think two people, Tony Khan will definitely sign. And the third that he should strongly consider. And Malcolm Bivens is one of those two people that I think Tony Khan will sign because like you look at, you look at the people on that roster that could go so well with Malcolm Bivens. Like, yeah, Jade's got Smart Mark Sterling, but, man, Malcolm Bivens and Jade would be money. Or, you know, like, you put Malcolm Bivens with, say, Wardlow or something like that. That would
0: today the- Wardlow.
1: Yeah, or, like, in the past on the indie scene, like, Malcolm Bivens, Stokely Hathaway managed MJF. So you could do, like, a storyline where Bivens comes in to help Wardlow out, like, to help Wardlow get his proper contract with AEW or whatever, because Malcolm Bivens has... A vendetta against MJF for screwing him over in the past, or something like that. Um, easy done. And oh man, there's just limitless options with him. Oh yes, oh, fuck. limitless. Fuck yeah, that would be perfect too, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> I mean, Keithley is a, a very distinctive voice uh, in terms of promo. He's very, um...
1: yeah. I, I'm not into his promos.
0: So I, oh, I think anything I'm into about him at the moment.
1: I mean, they're not giving us a chance to get into anything else, are they? Um but he he's good sound bites. So like he's good for a couple of lines, but I think like having a guy like Bivens by his side would be fantastic to carry the most of it and then Keith Lee can deliver some punchlines or whatever the other person from this crop that i think will definitely get picked up is dakota kai
0: yeah um i was actually saving her talk for last
1: yeah we'll we'll save it i think um
0: what about older what are you doing in my bedroom
1: oh man what's christy hemmy up to these days
0: I mean, <laughs> <fair>. <laughs>
1: Mate, mate, he he is a um, I do remember. I I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but at All In when it was Cody versus Aldis, um, <laughs> yeah, like Cody came out and he had his group of people escort him to the ring, and it was like
0: on um, uh
1: Glacier
0: was one of Glacier. them. Tommy Dreamer, got hit yeah. by a bus. Uh... Yeah, that's right. Oh, man,
1: I, I brutally murdered Tommy Dreamer. Um, but, yeah, uh, then Nick Aldis comes out and he's got his crew and it's like Jeff Jarrett and then fucking Dexter Loomis <laughs> was one of them. I think Crimson was another one. It was like, it was. oh, here comes Ma- Magnus and the fucking... Twenty Eleven TNA crew.
0: <laughs> it was uh, Magnus. Let's see, Magnus, Jeff Jared, Dexter Loomis. Okay, Sam Shaw. Um, I feel James like Dorm, and there was yeah, one it's... other.
1: I feel like it was Crimson. I wouldn't
0: put it past him.
1: It was either Crimson or Bram. <laughs> <laughs> Bram.
0: Okay, um, just.
1: So does uh, Sam that, Shaw that's my... go
0: to NWA or does he go to Impact?
1: I mean, Sam Shaw is like a well noted like bestie of Nick Aldis, so I think Nick Aldis would have already have made Sam Shaw an offer, and I don't think like a I don't think AEW is a great fit for him. And I don't think AEW really needs or would want him. Um, I I could see Impact being a viable option for him. Um, But I think NWA would be a good chance for him to show something else.
0: Yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, Harlan, does this guy go anywhere?
1: first off, they fucking sign this dude and he looks just like a young Brock Lesnar. So what do they do? They shave his eyebrows and his hair and make him look like Snitsky and then put him in the background. Um, I I feel like they didn't even give this dude a chance. Like, no. he's so young. He's fresh out of college. And they they should be giving this dude a bit more of a chance. And I can see this dude just not doing anything with wrestling ever again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's quite possible too. Um, I mean, he would be one of the ones I would see either in NWA picking up to use as that old style powerhouse type wrestler, or um, maybe impact to try to, see if they can do what they did with Big Cass, try to get rid of that WWE stink off them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be good.
0: Like, honestly, I
1: think Impact's done wonders with Big Cass, and we'll probably talk about him a bit more later. W. Morrissey. Yeah, I'll I'll Uh, W. Morrissey, besides the fact that he needs to fucking change that name because it's weird
0: oh uh, yeah uh, last two of note here really I think the, the bottom five of this class are just sort of unknowns uh, Persia Parada okay, Steph Delander. I she,
1: she went there what, a year ago?
0: Um,
1: it was uh, just
0: after about the same time as Warburg, yeah
1: which was around Mania last year
0: Hang on, it'll have it listed on here. Uh, Signed in March 2021, so yeah, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Just over a year. Barely got a chance.
1: Barely got a chance. And I would say, like, from everything you and I have seen of her before she got signed, you would think, like, oh, don't know much about her promo work, but her in-ring's great and she's intimidating, and she seems like a monster in the ring. So what do they do with her for the last year? I can just barely let her wrestle and make her cut promos where she's like a ditzy, like, horny Aussie.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, uh, I guess, one less horny Aussie now. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're one less horny Aussie, we're one... Well, we've lost 50% of the horny people on NXT storyline, so whether that's a good or bad thing is yet to um, be determined because I've watched today's NXT and, oh, my God, the way they addressed this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we'll get there in a moment. Um, <laughs> I am pretty certain Steph's match in PWA with... um. Oh, why is my name blanking? Uh, Jessica, Jessica Troy. Jessica
1: Troy, Steel Cage. Um,
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure that's available on YouTube for anyone looking. Yeah. Uh, if One live
1: up... Aussie match of the year, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, and if you search up um, Steph Delander uh, match, it should come up with a, a pretty good selection of free Aussie indie wrestling featuring Steph uh-huh. Delander.
1: I always thought she was going to be the next Beth Phoenix.
0: Yeah. Um, that is a really, really good comparison. Yeah. Now, um, quickly before I go back to your note of how they address this this week, <laughs> if you're Tony Khan, do you go to Tony Storm? Hey, uh, what about Dakota and uh Persia? What do you think we should do? Yeah,
1: I would hope Tony s- s- says, uh, yeah, like if TK w- TK will definitely want to sign Dakota. I think he'll be... a Persia, like, yeah, if you're involved in the Aussie scene, you know how talented this person is. But outside of the Aussie scene, you have no idea. So I can say that's why I said there's two people who will definitely sign, one he might. And, yeah, I would hope Tony would be like, yeah uh we'll we'll get Persia and we'll make we'll just slowly build her up over time
0: yeah the, the way you build Persia up in a new promotion or Steph to land her if she's going back to her indie name is you bring her in squash matches against locals and squash match against your sort of C list women's division which is outside of um TNT. Is it TNT or TBS title contention? TBS. TBS title contention?
1: Yeah. And you move it into TBS
0: thing. title contention.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect thing to do with Steph would be to build her up to be the, a contender for
0: Jade. As a Python from Powerhouse. Exactly. I mean, all credit oh, to Steph give Delander. Her,
1: give her Jake the Snake Roberts the python powerhouse and the snake
0: um i believe she was stepped to land it for maybe two years after many years of Facebook. took that opportunity to reinvent herself and her character and her whole presentation and it paid off dividends congratulations to her let's i wish her all the best for uh whatever lies ahead we'll talk about dakota in a moment so alex managed to catch nxt today how did they address this uh this uh, dilemma they put themselves in of firing two of their featured talents.
1: Well, they literally uh, answered it in a 15-second backstage scene. <laughs> uh, I don't reckon it would have been more than 15 seconds. It was fairly quick. If you blinked, you missed it. They cut backstage, and we see in the locker room Indy sitting there looking sad backstage, sitting on a seat staring at her ring finger looking depressed duke hudson walks in looking depressed and they both sort of stare at each other and then duke hudson leans in to kiss indy and then indy walks away and says no so they're sort of implying they got ditched by their lovers i guess um okay (laughs) And now we're teasing that it's going to be Duke and Indy. Dindy. Team Dindy.
0: Team Bindy.
1: <laughs> um,
0: oh, Christ almighty.
1: Yeah, so, so this will be... Um, yeah, I, I just... I don't like it when they even tease, like, addressing releases on their thing. Even though they didn't really say anything...
0: I don't what are like... you talking about? Rockstar Spud was a great storyline twice in a row getting fired.
1: Well, he's back there now.
0: You kidding? Yeah, he he's working
1: backstage as a producer now. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Oh the guy the guy keeps coming back. Credit to him, credit to him finding a job. But uh, he's probably there with uh, Borash and uh, and Chris Park. Yeah, Park.
1: exactly. Yeah,
0: Park it's just really
1: it's really <laughs> funny to think that I'm pretty sure like Davari's there too. So there's like they they recently got rid of Sanjay Dutt who was there for a few years. So it's like the backstage of WWE scene was like impact for a long long time. Like pre-pandemic, they had Sunjay, they had Jeff Jarrett, they had Kurt Angle as a producer.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about all that. Um so one big name left is Dakota Kai. And uh yeah Shaza put this best how do you have nothing for Dakota?
1: They fucking ruined her character.
0: They killed it stone cold. What? Twice or three times. So hmm. Dakota comes in captain of team kick after the second my young classic. I believe it is. Yeah. Um. So she's there. She's sort of best friends with Tegan Knox, And then possibly one of the greatest turns I've seen live, at least in terms of, um, my memory not going back to watch any of the stuff like from a few years prior on tape dakota just kicks the living shit out of tegan traps her in the cage slams the door into the good knee while the bad knees <laughs> in between the cage oh man um oh, of, an- an- of another turn.
1: person that's not there anymore by the way
0: i mean you could do uh i'm not sure what her indie name is at the moment but uh you could book Tegan and Dakota a yes. against each other
1: I mean they made it very obvious that they had nothing to do for Dakota Kai after she'd done several months worth of tryout dark matches and she never got called up
0: I mean is that a good or a bad thing in hindsight because Tony Storm got called up, got pie in her face and was gone a month later
1: yeah, well, that was that was all Tony. She, she quit on that one.
0: Yeah, I don't blame her. Yeah. It's like, hmm, Charlotte's going to put pie on my face. Uh, here's my resignation. Um, So, yeah. yeah, Dakota turns heel. Rhea is the baby face in NXT at this point. And they're sort of building along, building along, building along, and Dakota gets herself some muscle in Raquel, and you're thinking, all right. And you call this months before even NXT commentary brought attention to it. It's Diesel and Sean. I'm thinking, okay, okay. And they play into, you know, there's a bit of dissension here and Raquel gets the title and we're thinking, okay, Dakota's come up short so many times. She's going to turn on Raquel and they're going to have a singles match for the title and, you know, Dakota's going to get her moment finally. But no. <laughs> this and then never that just... happened.
1: Huh? It just never happened.
0: No, and then that sort of fizzled out. And then they did the first women's Dusty Classic Cup, which Dakota and Raquel win. So they're back on speaking turn. <laughs> oh no, this might have been before the first turn actually.
1: Yeah, this is on, before uh, the breakup. Yeah.
0: So they they they're there and they challenged the women's champs at the time, who I think were Nara and Shayna, and they win via uh, un. I think they won by dq or count out so they go to regal saying that's crap we want another title show and regal's like no here you can have your own championships and they're the first nxt women's tag team champions alex how long was their first reign
1: well 15 minutes
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong brother about that yeah do you remember who they lost it to
1: Oh, ember moon and miscellaneous partner inserted here
0: um you may be right i'm just trying to think i, th- I my think head. It,
1: was it ember moon and eo shirai or was eo still women's champ at this point
0: um i'm just trying to think if it's ember and shotzi or if they had split by then
1: it might have been that
0: hang on as i bring it up it is yeah ember and shotzi there you go, Amber and Shotzi. So, you know, they'd sort of um go their separate ways after losing those tag titles, and um, Dakota would then turn on Raquel and have that singles match that we mentioned just before, and then she got taken off TV, and Raquel's still there during the, um, the change from NXT to 2.0, and you're thinking, oh yeah, we're reading out saying that Dakota's getting a number of dark matches, as is Tony and Aaliyah, and Okay, this looks pretty promising for Dakota. You know, she's done just about everything she can in um in NXT, and then she pops back up in NXT, and you're just like, oh, okay, maybe they they just wanted to reinvent herself. And she reinvents herself as um how to put this nicely ah uh, sort of El Snow like without a prop, Perry yeah. Saturn esque.
1: Yeah, just uh, um, she's gone to cuckoo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, she yeah. came back and she looked like a star. Like her new look with the pink hair and like her most recent look, that's like that's money. It was just the gimmick that wasn't.
0: So she gets partnered with Wendy Chu who can't find anyone to team with her in the Dusty Classic. So she goes with Dakota, and they go into the Dusty Classic again, and they end up uh, not winning because, oh, who was it? It was like, I don't even remember who it was. It was it Stand and Deliver, um, as I bring up the name here of the Dusty Cup winners, Dusty Cup winners were Kaylee Ray and Eo Shirai, who instead of challenging the tag champs, which weren't injured, decide to challenge the singles champ, screwing Core Jade out of her singles match, making it a fatal four-way. But never mind that shit, because here comes Raquel again to team with Dakota to take on Toxic Attraction, frying out everything from the past year. Yep. And so you're thinking, okay, they're getting a tag title match. Is Wendy Chew injured? Nope. She comes out during the match to hit JC Jane with her pillow. Causing Raquel and Dakota to win back the NXT Tag Team Championships after having nothing to do in this division for over a year. Yep. How long was their second run, Alex? Uh,
1: I believe three days.
0: Three days it is, sir. (laughs) And who would they lose those titles to? Uh,
1: Same people they beat.
0: Yep, Toxic Attraction. Um, Yeah, just
1: a pointless like title back and forth, just like they did with Bron Breaker and Ziggler.
0: I'd argue Bron Breaker and Ziggler was more pointless because (laughs) he lost it, was it, the Raw after Mania or the NXT after Mania after you had all that chance to capitalise on TakeOver? But I digress. So, you know... We're thinking, okay, Raquel and Dakota are going to team up again. They're going to, you know, finish off this story that they started a year ago. We're just picking back up. No, Raquel's the one getting call-ups now for dark matches. (laughs) And within a month, they lost the titles April 5th, 2020. As we record this, it is the night of May 4th. May the 4th be with you. 2020. (laughs) less than a month later, Raquel is on SmackDown doing... Um, gosh, I don't know. Not much. <laughs> Got a new name, though. Do you remember the new name?
1: Yeah, Rodriguez.
0: Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, and Dakota Kai is future endeavoured. You had so much opportunity with this woman and so many chances to... Tell a story to pull a trigger. You had that opportunity with your, you somehow wiped your way into a uh, a Sean Diesel moment with this pairing, and you for whatever reason you just didn't pull the trigger fully.
1: Imagine if WWF traded Sean and Diesel the same way back in the mid '90s, and just go, ah, oh, fuck it, let's just get rid of Sean.
0: I mean. <laughs> What's the one that Bishop always said That he wanted to get over to WCW um,
1: it Would have been Sean Surely <laughs> Speaking of which, go
0: listen to Fugs. Year one <laughs> Exactly um, Okay, so let's say When is The NWO Bash at the Beach Formed? Uh, 96 96, when does Sean lose his smile?
1: Uh, That is, like, December 96.
0: (laughs) Alternative timeline. Sean loses his smile, decides not to come back, tears up his contract or whatever. Actually,
1: actually, that's, like, February 97. Sorry, humans.
0: Okay, still... (laughs) closely yeah. in the same time period. So, Sean, mm. instead of coming back, decides he's had enough events and he's however gonna, gets out
1: of... going to go, go and- hang out with his mates in WCW.
0: Yeah, imagine that. Jeez.
1: I would love to know what, like, a non-WWF like Shawn Michaels would have been. Like, he probably wouldn't have even... Being able to use the name, like Hick and Bottom. (laughs) Yeah, what are they going to call him? Like, oh, here comes, like Hick and Bottom, the the click break man.
0: Was his first name Michael?
1: Yeah, Michael Sean Hick and
0: Bottom. (laughs) I mean, could be worse. Um, yeah, so. They had so much potential, and they did nothing. Yep, they they did less than nothing actually, because they kept going back to it to start it and just did nothing. Dakota is a no brainer. You sign her for AW. If not, she can go to Impact and just run rough shot in that division with the style that she wrestles. She should, she could come back home, you know put her up against Jessica Troy for a couple of matches, send her around the country for a little stint.
1: Bring Kellyanne out of retirement. Bring Kellyanne out of retirement and let them destroy an arena.
0: Destroy Holmberg, part two. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyone who's unaware of the match we are referring to, um, I don't remember the exact name of it, but if you put in MCW, Kellyanne, versus Ev E-V-I-E, E-V-I-E uh, which is Dakota Kai's indie name in the Australian scene. That match is available for uh, free in full on MCW's YouTube channel, as is the Eevee documentary they did when she got signed to NXT.
1: Yeah, and yes, uh, she has said in the past, her ring name is a reference to her favourite Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, I mean, what's your favorite EV Lucian? Oh, uh,
0: geez. I mean, there's so many terrible ones. <laughs> Gosh.
1: So, um, I mean, I, I've gotten back into Pokemon Go in the last six months because it helps me motivate myself to go out and walk. Go? Um, yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, okay, I can go out and walk and, you know, get my steps up and actually be somewhat entertained. So geez,
0: poor Keynes uh, and Benji, they're just sitting right there. You're not entertaining, dog.
1: <laughs> but um but since I first played it when it first came out, like they've added all the newer Pokemons, and I'm like what the fuck are some of these newer Pokemons? There's literally a Pokemon that's like, oh, I'm a candle. I'm a fucking yeah. candle. Oh, and I evolve, I evolve into a fucking chandelier.
0: Hang <laughs> on, I'll see if I can find the one that I want to send you. <laughs> uh, the, the,
1: the fucking bag of garbage?
0: Hey, you leave rubbish alone. Like...
1: Uh... What the fuck is that?
0: Like, <laughs> I told you, leave rubbish alone. <laughs> leave rubbish alone.
1: Oh, man. It's just fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, now they're just running out of ideas. All right. Uh, I'm just going to look around the kitchen. All right. We'll name a Pokemon after a fucking garbage bag.
0: <laughs> I mean, what's worse? A uh, sentient bag of garbage? Or Pokemon that wears the skull of its dead mother.
1: Uh, yeah, th- that always <laughs> fucking creeped me out, man. That's <laughs>
0: fucked. Oh yeah, there's a few creepy entries in there. Uh, yeah, there's and, one that likes and, to take kids away.
1: Yeah, which one was that? That was
0: um, was
1: that's it, one the that's ghastly, ones. wasn't it?
0: Yeah, there's an early ghastly one like that too.
1: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and like fucking um, oh, fuck, what's its name? Cubone is l- like the ghost of a dead Charmander or some shit.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because it's it's um silhouette looks similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and fucking... if you take Butterfree and put it next to Venonat, and take Venomoth and put it next to Caterpie and Metapod. They look the same. It's like they swap the two flying forms around. (laughs) Yeah. They do, because one's got red eyes and big antenna, and the other one's got like a a horn thing. Yeah. And wide eyes. Anyhow, um, should (laughs) we talk...
1: Weekly Pokemon
0: rap. No, that's what I do on Twitch. Come watch me on Twitch, play Pokemon. Twitch.tv slash Chris Funder. There you go. Anyhow... (laughs) Yeah, um, Dakota, no-brainer, she'll get picked up, yeah. AEW, for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, the rest of these tryout people, I mean, best of luck, but I haven't really seen anything of you.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think if she's gone to AEW and she uses the name Evie, they should get the rights to that song. And Which it song? Would... Eve, Oh, Stevie Wright. Yeah. Like that would, like, be Ruby Soho levels of fucking awesome and a great way to introduce someone and just like do bang, you... come in with a song that has your name in it.
0: Fuck yeah. Do you get the original Stevie Wright version, or do you get the twenty? Was it two thousand five? uh yeah. Recover yeah. with Jet.
1: With Jet and like a couple of other people, yeah, yeah. You get you get the more modern one because it just sounds a bit cleaner.
0: Yeah, stitch all three parts together will be the longest entrance in wrestling. It's like thirteen <laughs> minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, um, yeah, that that really bummed me out. Um, Uh I, I wish all the best for her because. She is really, really talented. She's like one of those top five Australian wrestlers who I've never seen live, who I wish I had.
1: I want to see
0: her do a blood sport. <sighs> can we stop suggesting good ideas for for Evie? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> we can put her there. We can put...
1: She could her, be the Jean-Claude know. Van Damme of fucking blood sport.
0: Could we put Persia in... Um, Oh, where could Persia go? I mean, spring break? Cost fuck? I would
1: like to see Persia and Deonna. Because Deonna's basically just American Jessica Troy. Yeah. Like, what are their finishes, armbars? <laughs> yeah, that's what, what are they known as? Oh, the fucking best technical wrestler in their country. Yep. So, I think uh, Steph Delander would have a fucking banger with Deonna
0: Perrazzo. Yeah, she definitely would. Okay, um, shall we get on to actual wrestling shows and not just fantasy booking or the, yeah. uh, the released wrestlers? And well, Pokemon.
1: Quickly, we better cover these two things. Um, the Iconics, the inspiration, have announced that they're no longer going to be wrestling anymore sad yeah sad
0: but they made their money good on them
1: yeah exactly uh yeah it's a shame but they had their run i guess (laughs) um they'll come back one day i'd have no doubt about it especially if one of them's married to sean spears yeah they'll they'll come back they'll catch the bug but the other thing is Speaking of Malcolm Bivens getting released, someone has requested their release from NXT. I'm sorry, Rod- what? Roderick Strong has requested his release from NXT.
0: Is it because they fucked off his entire stable, other than the Creed brothers, pretty much?
1: I'm oh, that chick. <laughs> that
0: that chick. The imitation Layla Hirsch person i can't remember her name i'm sorry
1: yeah um she's still there but yeah <laughs> they got rid of his... mm-hmm. go on oh so...
0: they.
1: <laughs> shit go on
0: so roddy wants his l- release you're saying
1: yes yeah he requested his release uh on today's nxt they sort of teased a potential like Babyface turn for the Creed brothers getting sick of Roderick Strong's bullshit, which I think is ultimately going to lead to Roderick Strong getting murdered by the Creed brothers and going bye bye.
0: Yeah. I mean, so who's left in Diamond Mine? The Creed brothers? And that the... chick. And <laughs> that <laughs> chick. I've her name. That chick and Roddy. Yeah. I mean... Again, Saint else had a lot of potential.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've just ended up somehow becoming the low-budget version of Blackpool
0: Combat Club. And Blackpool Combat oh. Club started later. I mean, one has more care put into it. And the other yeah. was rushed together. And the yeah. one that was rushed together was put together earlier.
1: Yeah. Um, Roderick Strong, I'm not the biggest fan of him. He does good wrestles. <laughs> he does um, the good wrestles. He does the good wrestles, but wrestling is about more than just
0: wrestling. Wrestling is every- about more than one royal family. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and outside of the bell ringing... Roderick Strong brings absolutely nothing to the game, honestly. Um, I I think he might have been the worst member of the Undisputed Era on the mic. That says something. Yeah. (laughs) Because Adam Cole's kind of 50-50. In NXT, it was probably about 70-30. A bit
0: different in NXT with the level you're going against, too.
1: Yeah, and Bobby Fish is pretty shit on the mic, and Kyle O'Reilly borderlines cringe half the time. So, yeah, Roderick Strong was probably the worst on the mic out of that crew, but I don't think it takes a genius to figure out where Roderick Strong wants to go. New Japan? (laughs) Yes, he wants to go to New Japan Roderick Strong. (laughs) <laughs> i mean fuck he should go to japan just so he could say he's the king of Roderick strong style
0: um uh, uh, oh god <laughs> uh yeah you got me with that one
1: <laughs> he, he beats tom Walder for that belt uh Probably on a five say, a five minute fucking YouTube clip because that's probably the only place they'd actually air a title match, and then, um, yeah, he just replaces the NJPW letters on it and just has a giant bit of duct tape and writes Roderick. So just so the belt just says Roderick Strong on it.
0: Old uh, Sabu style.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. That'd um, be good. Anyway. Last um, bit of news, I guess, because you brought up New Japan.
1: <laughs> oh, did I've you see, this fucking show.
0: Did you see the best of the Super Juniors announcement?
1: I did. There's actually... I've watched Wrestling Dontaku. Believe it or not, I've watched a New Japan show, humans.
0: Well, wow. I did not... Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um... So, Best of the Super Juniors blocks have been announced. Uh, In Block A, we have Hiromu Takahashi, Ryusuke Taguchi, Yep. Taiji Ishimori, Yep. Yoshinobu Katamaru,
1: Hmm.
0: Joe. Yep. American Lockie Hendricks, that is Ace Austin. (laughs) Yes. Yo. Yep. Clark Connors. Yep. Francesco Akita? Akela? Akira. Akira, yep. yep. Alex Zane.
1: Who is another American Lockie Hendrix to be honest.
0: He's just Ace Austin light. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So that is uh, A block. In B block, we see El Desperado. Master Watto, Doki, Al Linderman, Robbie Eagles, Titan, Bushi, Wheeler Yuta, TJP, and Al Phantasmo.
1: Yeah, um, I've seen some matches with Titan before from yeah. CMLL, and he is incredible, uh, Al Linderman. I've always been a fan of him, like from the early AEW days when he was part of the Strong Hearts, uh, just because I looked at him as a like he could have been a modern day Taz, yeah,
0: <laughs> just
1: like a a brick of a human, just a very short brick. Um, yeah, Wheeler Yuta that is a interesting thing and yeah it seems like new japan is like going heavy into bringing people back over which
0: is, which is just, just awesome <laughs> as much as we love new japan you kept running too many shows and it's just like please for the love of god i don't need to see master ota again
1: my uh, god so, i <laughs> i've watched wrestling dontaku and it was like Holy shit, this is just a breath of
0: fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, noted here is Impact X Division champion, Ace Austin. Uh, yep. Ring of Honor pure champion, Willa Uh, Titan of CMLL and Al Linderman of Gleet. Yeah. Which I have no idea what the hell that is.
1: <laughs> Me <May> neither. <laughs> it sounds, uh, I just assumed it's some new, like, a uh, cool kid way of saying yeet.
0: Yeet. Yeah. Yeet. Um, I mean, looking at the poster here and just saying Eagles is in the block with, let's see, whereas Robbie's in the block with uh, Bushy, Despy, he should get good matches there. Doki, an alright match. Yuda. Will Yuda. Fuck. Oh. That's yeah, fuck yeah. Phantasmo, they've had a good they've had a couple of good matches before. And TJP I can't remember if they competed in a soup in a juniors match before the pandemic or not.
1: I mean this best of super juniors needs to be won by a foreigner. <laughs> to, I mean, to be honest, it needs to be because it needs to be won by not just a foreigner, one of the new faces they're bringing in because they desperately need to spice up this division a bit.
0: You have TJP wins? so he won both the WWE and the New Japan Juniors tournaments.
1: I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to Uta like at least making it to the finals.
0: I mean, it does feel like a lot all at once for Willi Yuta recently.
1: Uh, I just...
0: I mean, they are getting like, right behind him.
1: It feels like Tony Khan is trying to push this kid to the moon, right? And it feels like Tony Khan wouldn't let him to go there if he's not going to do extremely well.
0: Do you think... Because I'm just trying to think how pure Robbie is, because I know Robbie's sort of a high-flyer, bit technical with mission game. He can go technical. Yeah, but can he go pure?
1: He could go pure for sure.
0: Okay. Do you have Robbie pin Willy Yuta and get a Ring of Honor pure championship match out of that?
1: Fuck, that'd be surreal, wouldn't it?
0: Um, I mean, cause that's usually the New Japan way. You pin one of the champions in the tournament, you get a championship match coming out. So I'm just looking at this going, does, uh, does uh, Taiji Shimori hey, pin Ace Austin?
1: We don't know that these guys are going to be those champions by then.
0: It is starting on the when it does have it listed here, starting on the fifteenth. So that's ten days.
1: Mm, I I guess I guess I don't see Will or to dropping the pure title by then. So yeah, it's it's possible. I mean, AEW bringing in. Robbie Eagles for a one-off match against Wheeler Yuta would be great.
0: Yep. And then you have, or you can go the complete opposite direction and have Master Watto pin Wheelie Yuta and get a pure <laughs> match on Dynamite.
1: <laughs> oh, gross. Doki versus Yuta on Dynamite.
0: Hey, you leave Doki alone, thank you.
1: Doki Choki. <laughs>
0: I mean when it does come to the big tournaments, yes. Anyhow, wrestles.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, wrestles. You don't want to go over the other happenings from that Dontaku show? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, um, I just don't have it here in front of me. Do you right. happen to have that?
1: Uh the big things coming out of it is uh well, continuing this whole show was built around the Bullet Club. <laughs> Yawn. And uh, after a match with Tama Tonga and I think it was... Yeah, Tama Tonga beat Evil for the Never Open Mate
0: title. Also yawn.
1: Yeah, but it was like, cool, Evil's not winning, so that's nice. But then after the match, Tama Tonga gets beat down by the Good Brothers.
0: They were there. God damn it. Um, god damn it.
1: So then um what else happened? There was I've got
0: it up for you now.
1: Uh new US champ. I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. Hiroshi Tanahashi, I'm pretty sure he's the new champ, but I wasn't I didn't have any idea that he wasn't still the champ.
0: Wait, 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 what?
1: Well it's Tomohiro Ishii
0: was champ, right? No, no, it was vacant, because Tanahashi lost to Sonata, and then That's Sonata right. vacated yeah. it.
1: Right, okay, I missed the entrances, so I wasn't sure if it, I. Th- I thought Tomohiro Ishii was the champ, and when they were saying, oh, new champ.
0: But Put the yeah. fucking belt on Ishii and send him over for a tour. <sighs>
1: No, because they had to set up what happened after this match, which yeah. was Tanahashi wins the belt, and then a masked man with a flanny on and a leather vest that said Bullet Club on the back. He legitimately looked like... um do you remember, like back in the day with aces and eights, when Wes Briscoe used to wear like the flanny and the biker cut and the mask before they all got revealed? Yeah, this person was legitimately dressed up as Wes Briscoe <laughs> from Wes. That. Yeah, that the guy. Cousin of Mark, <laughs> the son of Jerry. Oh, yeah. Um, he legitimately looks like he was aces and eights cosplaying and he attacks Hiroshi Tanahashi and reveals himself to be the newest member of the Bullet Club, Juice Robinson.
0: Huh? Uh, 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 what Juice?
1: Juice Robinson.
0: Okay, this is officially the Virgil in New World Order moment. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know, I don't know, man. And then, like, after the main event, Okada gets beat down by the entire Bullet Club, including Jay White, and they do a big pose thing. Um, And it's also got announced for, like, the next, like, New Japan America show. I think it's called Capital Something Rather. It's going to be a four-way match for the IWGP US title. Hiroshi Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay versus John Moxley versus Juice Robinson. I mean, it's kind of weird that we're doing a four-way in New Japan, so that's kind of got me interested.
0: And three of those are former champs, including the current champ. suppose the only one who's not held that belt. Yep. Oh, man. Um, I mean, hooray, I guess, but I'm just having a look through the rest of the card here. A lot of uh, title changes, it seems.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fucking Chase Owens a Bad Luck Fale won the
0: tag belts. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, Wato is a junior tag title champ with Ryusuke Taguchi, who bet Doki and Katamaru. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did say that our United Empire were going to lose coming into Forbidden Door, but yep. I, now we're going to get Kobley. I mean, who do you put Farley and Owens up against? Do you send him over to face FTR and have FTR win those belts? Because I would. What do you have, Gorillas, win those that, belts?
1: Like I love Farley because he's you know a local ish boy, and he's a great follow on Instagram. But having FTR wrestle bad luck Farley would be a complete waste of FTR.
0: We could put Cornet in the corner for that match. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, also of note here was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match where Despie lost the belt <laughs> to Taiji Ishimori. I mean, hooray?
1: Yeah, it was a Bullet Club night. This is all about building heat for the Bullet Club and just like, hey we're bringing people back over. See? See? Isn't, his, um... his, his fucking Carl Anderson. Oh, that's right. And then Carl Anderson, like, basically challenged Tama Tonga for the Never Open Mate title.
0: Oh, uh, that's good for the machine gun.
1: Yeah, it'd be good. Like, oh, the crowd went, like... The crowd went nuts for the Good Brothers coming out. <laughs> like, they made noise. <laughs> yeah, they're they all, not
0: really supposed to.
1: No, they all went like, whoa! When, when, when they saw Carl uh, Anderson, they just lost their shit. So it's like, okay, like, the last couple of years, I've grown to just not give a fuck about these two, but they they're still a fucking big deal over here. <laughs>
0: Alrighty. Uh, would you recommend going back and checking that show?
1: Uh, just for the curiosity aspect of it, like I liked the post-match angles on a New Japan show for a change. So yeah, that was nice. It was a decent show. Um, four and a half beers.
0: Ah, very good. Okay. Let's get over to NXT that we were supposed to be talking about about an hour ago. Yep. NXT 2.0. Nikita Lyons defeats Lash Lesions. I mean, welcome to NXT 2.0, everybody. This is what you can expect from your women's division going forward. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, Von Wagner, who has uh, Stone as his manager to feed Tony D'Angelo, who was wrestling over here. <laughs> hey. I mean... It's good. Oh man. Um the rest of this show just what the
1: <laughs> Just wait until next week when we get to talk about spring breaking.
0: <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I seen the Up Next Boys post saying about that and I'm going Yeah, I don't look forward to this. <laughs> My um, god.
1: Yeah, admittedly I didn't the episode of NXT we are currently talking about I didn't watch. Yeah, um,
0: I just... the Viking Raiders are back down there.
1: Yeah, for some reason.
0: The Garadel Fantasma is still stuck in this mixed tag match with Briggs and whatever the other guy's name is, J- Jensen?
1: Jensen, yeah.
0: Um, just, these guys are a very, very talented trio. Move them up. As a trio. I'm sure the New Day would like a new trio to go against when they're all healthy.
1: (laughs) Why don't they have Robert Stone wrestle? Like, he wasn't that bad.
0: I mean, as far as I know, he never got, like, a serious injury. He just came to NXT, they said, we're going to make you a manager, and he said, okay.
1: Yeah. It it just can't... I think we might have talked about this in the past, but it just kind of hit hit me again that they've got DJZ and Robbie E.
0: Yeah, I know we talk about this every time. I'm like, hey, ring up, um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Peculiar. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that's yeah. he's only few. Oh my God, did you see him at Whitehorse and Burwood? No. <laughs> in his last indie match, taking on Big Cuz.
1: Is this Jesse Goddard's?
0: No, no, Robbie E. Robbie E, sorry. No, no. Taking on Cousin Ali.
1: Oh, no. Um, I saw him have a match for Outback Championship Wrestling. I can't remember who it was was against. But, yeah. Um,
0: It might not even be listed on here. It might not be. Do you know the year?
1: Fuck, I think it was... Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, because Cadis it was Katis was still a puppy.
0: <laughs> Jeez. As I'm having a look here. We'll do it live, pal.
1: Ah, uh, since you got me on the topic. Uh happy birthday to my parents' dog Pippa this Sunday.
0: <laughs> was it against <laughs> Andy <laughs> Phoenix?
1: That was it, yep, because Warren. <laughs> Warwick hated Andy Phoenix's kick pads, with the little Celtic <laughs> triangle on them. He hated the more so the parts that flapped out on the sides. He just hated; I, it annoyed him watching him <laughs> flap around the whole match. Uh,
0: I don't mind Andy Phoenix.
1: Ah, I think he looks like a million bucks, and he can wrestle. It's just yeah, get some better-looking kick, kick pads because because uh, they look huge on his, like, admittedly not very long legs.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, back on Robert Stone, Robbie <laughs> yeah. Uri, the guys had three matches in NXT, a two-on-one handicap match where he and Aaliyah lost to Rhea Ripley, That's a mixed right. tag where him and Jesse Kamea lost to Dexter Loomis and Eddie Hartwell, and a match where he lost to Zion Quinn in 48 seconds.
1: Jesse Kamea is the chick that um, recently had a match on Dynamite.
0: Um, um, probably. Daniel,
1: Danielle Kamella against Britt Baker, I think it was.
0: Okay, well, if it is, it's not documented on here on. yet. Uh, I might have got to mixed up with someone. Anyway. Moving on, yeah, thumbs down NXT. Um, go back because I think you have Foxtel as well. You should be able to go back and watch last week, just the opening match, and just see how god awful this um what was. It next in line program is going to be for their women's division.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> Um, by the way, Daniel Camilla was on NXT as Vanessa Bourne.
0: The other half of that iteration yeah. of Robert Stone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's where I got it m- mixed up. So I wasn't too far off.
0: <laughs> anyway, should we go from an opening match that was terrible and deserved no stars to an opening match that, uh, was great and deserved seven stars?
1: My God, what a fucking opener. The best part about this was the fact that they entered together.
0: Just when you thought, hmm, I don't think FTR can do anything better to outdo themselves for match of the year. How about they have a singles match against each other?
1: And they just decided, hey, like, there's no bigger, like, they tweet about it all the time, about, like, oh, I'm watching this Bret Hart match. Oh, I'm watching this Owen Hart match well, let's just have a match full of Brett and Owen Hart spots, and they may have done it just as good as the originals.
0: Yeah, I love this match.
1: You see their trunks too, with the Foundation style logos. Oh, loved it.
0: Yeah, if if there is any way to get Brett in, (sighs) do you... Now, Dax beats cash do you have dax win and somehow that's the impetus for brett coming in as their new manager because these guys have gone on record a number of times to say how much they love brett like hell they defended brett at that hall of fame yeah yeah, got a few cheap shots in on that guy
1: they were like the first two up there Yeah. yeah oh man um shit oh
0: we now understand this, why they defended Brett.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if I was close enough, I would have too. Brett is a fucking treasure. We must protect him at all costs. Especially when he calls Triple H 4 out of 10. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just my... F- Remember that, like, long run of t- Bret Hart 4 out of 10 memes? It was the best. <laughs> um,
0: That's what this week's NXT was. We were gonna bring it back.
1: Um four out of ten would be very generous. Um I mean last week's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very generous. Anywho, uh this opening match was just fucking sublime.
0: Uh yeah. Um also I've noted on here, Serena Deeb is back fighting the Karashita in a Philadelphia street fight.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I I think it's pretty obvious they're setting Serena Deeb up to challenge Thunder Rosa.
0: Yeah, which is the right call.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they will have a fucking banger of a match. I just don't know if people will care.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm elite, get a win over here against um, Brock Anderson, Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, and Varsity Blondes. Uh and then in your main event that saw the AEW TNT Championship in a ladder match, it saw Scorpio Sky with Dan Lambert defeat Sammy Guevara with Tay Conti Ringside, uh to change the title back to Scorpio. Um
1: not a yeah. fan of the flip flopping of the title.
0: No, um that's something AEW really hasn't done and to do, what, three changes in the space of a month.
1: And it to just... deal with the same people, though, it's just, yeah. I-, I wouldn't mind it as much if it was like, hey, all right, uh, Sammy beats Scorpio for the title, then a couple of weeks later, say, for instance, Ethan Page beats Sammy for the title, and then Sammy beats Ethan Page back. Like, I don't hate that. Yeah. But when it's the same two people going back and forth, like, even in the Attitude Era, I, like, even as a kid, I was like, oh, do Mankind and The Rock need to seriously trade the WWE title belt every week? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I mean it's the right result, like it now feels like Scorpio Sky's full fledged baby face and Sammy Guevara's full fledged heel, which is the right call. But And yeah. I feel like it's gonna build to Ethan Page and Dan Lambert turning on Scorpio Sky.
0: Oh, you think they're gonna turn on yeah. Sky?
1: Yeah, because you can't have a babyface Dan Lambert. Surely not. And I don't even know if a babyface Ethan Page works. But, yeah, I can see that being the overall direction in the end, which I'm okay with. I'm a Ethan Page fan, so that would be great. Um but they're building up, like, Frankie Kazarian versus Scorpio Sky, and it's like,
0: oh, Why? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Where has Frankie Kazarian been the last month? Appar-
1: apparently he's the eligible number one contender for the TNT title, and he's had all of these wins.
0: Can- okay. Can you truly be number one contender to a TV title? when you're not appearing on tv
1: exactly hey you can stream youtube to your television
0: (laughs) yes but are they putting the tnt or the tbs title on those shows no but that
1: they should like every now and then they should just be like fuck it title match on dark yeah, just yeah. like not all the time, but just like hey, once every six months, do it, just to yeah, just to make it seem important every now and then.
0: And that's where we get the problem now of too many belts. You got the, about the same amount of belts as New Japan has because you've absorbed all the Ring of Honor ones. Ah, <laughs> uh, tomorrow is the big women's match. Am I right?
1: Yeah, Deonna versus Mercedes, and it's pretty obvious what the result will probably be for that, but I hope it's the other way.
0: Deonna wins, and then Tony Khan comes out in the post-match and presents her a contract.
1: (laughs) That would be the ideal scenario. It's just a shame that Deonna's finally going to wrestle on AEW, and her opponent is someone we've seen her wrestle before.
0: Yeah, uh, thumbs up, dynamite. Uh, shall we go to smack of down?
1: If we have to. <laughs>
0: okay, so we kicked off with still cage match of McIntyre defeating Sami Zayn. Intercontinental Championship match of Ricochet defeats Shanky. Raquel yeah. Rodriguez defeats Cat, Cardoza in two thirty six. Naomi with Sasha Banks defeats Shona Baszler with Natalya in 2.27. Woods defeats Ridge Holland. Sheamus then defeats Kofi Kingston. A beat-the-clock-I-quit challenge match. Jesus Christ. Where Ronda Rousey defeats Shotzi in 4.41 and a non-title Beat the clock, I quit challenge match where Aaliyah versus Charlotte went to a draw in your main event dark match. Saw the Raw Women's Championship being defended as Bianca Belair defeated Sonia Deville. <laughs> um, the these beat the <laughs> clock challenges, I would have rather had Charlotte go first, you know, get a win over Aaliyah, say three minutes, okay. Yeah. It's it's a she's lower on the card, Charlotte's a champ. That makes sense. Rather than go going, okay, you've got a minute for you to beat. Where where's the suspense in that? Yep. You know, like, well, Charlotte's either gonna either gonna uh, squeak out a draw here or <laughs> or she's gonna lose to Aaliyah somehow. Yep. Yeah, it, it just felt It just felt meh. I mean, this whole SmackDown just felt meh. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, this show was must-skip television, that's for sure.
0: But speaking of must-not-skip, how about AEW Rampage? Yeah,
1: this
0: was... um...
1: Not one of the better Rampages,
0: but it was all right. Okay, okay. Well, we had an Heart men's qualifying match that saw Darby Allen defeat uh, Swerve Strickland with the crowd chanting for Sting at various points. Uh, the baddies made their trios debut as Jake Cargill, Kira Hogan and Red Velvet with Mark Sterling defeat Sky Blue, Trish Andorra and Willow Nightingale. Willow being the former number one contender to the Ring of Honor title. Uh, Keith Lee defeated Colton. Uh, there was a promo here between Hook and um, Danhausen. And in the main event, Samoa Joe defeats Trent, question mark, uh, for the Ring of Honor world title.
1: Yeah, um, the main event was, it was okay. Um, yeah. Not the man's best match. Uh, I thought booking Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland was not a good idea.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. Not, for an opening they, round match.
1: They shouldn't be booked against each other at all. Like, they should be kept far away from each other because neither man should be losing at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um... And if one is going to lose, I don't think it should have been Swerve.
0: Yeah. I think Darby could have uh, dealt with a loss there, you know, sign of respect post-match and he and Sting go off to something else and Swerve advances in this tournament. Yep. Um, I,
1: yeah, I just, I thought this was a very counterproductive match. Like, yes, the match was good, but it didn't need to happen. And I, yeah, I was just really opposed to it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought, wow, this is a good match, but at the same time I was thinking, why are we doing this already? Yep. Um, so I suppose it is that time again. Alex, is there any more news on uh, Ring of Honor yet?
1: No. No. Oh, gosh.
0: Okay. Uh should I look through the brackets here while we've um got a moment? Well,
1: I was just about to say today they announced um tomorrow's qualifier for dynamite. Which will which be is? Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix.
0: <laughs> Lots of flips. <laughs> I like that on paper.
1: Yeah. Um this one's all right. Like this is almost the same lines as Derby versus Swerve, but I don't think it hurts Dante to lose. No, Uh, I don't think it hurts either man to lose, to be honest. Cause one is like, even though his partner's injured, is still kind of considered a tag team guy. And the other one's a full on tag team guy. So it doesn't hurt either man to lose this match.
0: Yeah. Um, so we look at the, uh, the brackets here that have sort of released now. Um, So we have, in the quarterfinals announced so far, uh, allegedly, because I don't see a source link here, So Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida versus Red Velvet, Ruby Soho versus Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, Announced qualifier is Rio versus... Uh, Yoko... I'm going to butcher that name.
1: Yuka Sakazaki.
0: How did I get that wrong? Yuka Sakazaki. Yes, thank you, Alex. Uh, In the men's tournament, the penciled-in quarterfinals of Samajo versus Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood, and Darby Allen versus the winner of Bobby Fish versus Jeff Hardley, and then the second-last qualifier announced is Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix. Um, I'm excited to see what what happens here because I just realised
1: Joe versus O'Reilly, man.
0: <laughs> I, I say these are pencilled in just because these are the um the orders that the matches happened.
1: Yeah,
0: like this isn't a uh, um official second round because I haven't seen a bracket be advertised on TV yet no um because they're all just listed as qualifiers yeah and so we could be doing a um a lottery where they all draw out 1 versus 8 afterwards
1: i'd be not opposed to that but i feel like the final of the women's one's going to be tony versus brit <laughs> Because that's like the only story going on in that one I mean... and then, and I'll wait and see about um what the final unnamed match is for the men's side, because if it has Jay lethal in it, I think it's obvious what's gonna happen there because like. Oh, the Adam Cole thing's also a story to tell. Like, it might be a nice, natural, organic way to get to a Adam Cole-Darby Allen match.
0: Yeah, but I'd rather see Dax win.
1: Dax winning would be great, but I just can't see them putting him over Adam Cole, even though they should. They should. Uh, they should beat Adam. Adam Cole shouldn't have beat Ishii. <laughs> We could have had Ishii versus Dax Harwood.
0: Yep. Um, so this is uh, going to happen annually at Double or Nothing. The, which ones would you say is the biggest AEW show?
1: I would say, like, at the moment... Like, historically, I would say it's Double or Nothing because that was their first pay-per-view, but... All Out's kind of becoming the bigger one.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, this will happen annually at Double or Nothing in May um, to pay tribute to Owen Hart. Uh, I mean, if you don't know who Owen Hart is.
1: Passed away in May,
0: I believe. Hang on. Uh, May 23rd was the over the edge pay-per-view uh double or nothing is scheduled for may 29th yeah so it's uh uh, 23 20 about 24 years to the week since i'm passed yeah um yeah um now they've said martha's going to be on hand to present the um trophies uh Any word on um, Brett? Because there was some rumours gone.
1: Yeah, there's rumours that he signed back with WWE. So.
0: Yeah, I heard that too. And then I've seen conflicting reports saying, no, that's only for merchandising.
1: Mm. Yeah, but he can't just like sign it. Actually, no, he can because WWE is still releasing Jake the Snake Roberts action figures, but Jake the Snake Roberts has been in AEW for two years now.
0: Is it because he's um, a Legends deal?
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So I think it might be a similar thing with Brett if he does come to AEW,
0: where like...
1: Uh they they'll be allowed to use him on TV, but they can't really merchandise him.
0: Yeah.
1: Same thing, um, Billy Gunn just had a WWE action figure released. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like that they, they did like a series of uh DX figures of them all in their, like, outfits they wore when they invo- invaded the Norfolk Scope. Like in their Jeep with their pipe. <laughs> they, they don't have the pipe Jeep yet, but it wouldn't be too hard to just grab a generic Jeep and throw a pipe on it. Um. But, yeah, yeah. So, like, WWE is releasing, like, Billy Gunn action figures. <laughs> so...
0: Oh, okay. I'm not sure about that then. Um, I'm just looking at the legends that are currently um, named publicly. So there's Boogeyman, Eve Torres, Maria Menounos. She's more or less just an ambassador. Uh, Maurice, Paige, Page, huh? and Tatanka. The rest Probably, are all uh... Yeah, the rest are uh, Hall of Famers. Speaking of Buffalo, have you been watching any of OSW's uh, WCW Warrior arc?
1: No, I should. I really should. You know what I have been watching? i recently binged every episode of Young Rock for the first time. Oh, God. And um, like Roman Reigns makes a cameo. Oh. But not um current day of Roman Reigns. A young child runs up to a young Dwayne and is like And the young child says, I wanna wrestle you, Dewey And then no one's listening to him and the young child says, Acknowledge me, acknowledge me. <laughs> it was actually very funny. And then the rock's voiceover goes like, Oh, that's my cousin Joe otherwise known as roman reigns um <laughs> yeah it was actually very funny um and then i just saw the preview for the episode that's coming out tonight it features colt cabana playing the brooklyn brawler
0: have you noticed any of the aussie wrestlers in there yet not this year no but I did know that
1: Colt Cabana came to Australia last year for an undisclosed project. So this kind of makes sense as to what he was doing over here.
0: I've got to go back and rewatch uh most of season one to spot a few of the Queensland wrestlers in there. I know one or two who are in there. I've just got to spot them is all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh... Apparently tonight's episode will feature the debut of The Undertaker, Steve Austin, Triple H, and Mankind.
0: Uh, Do you remember what your boy's supposed to be playing on the show?
1: He was Ric Flair at one point, but then in in season two they had a completely different Ric Flair because obviously my boy went on to other things.
0: (laughs) Yes, uh, that's the uh, transition. Australian survivor, no, was it? Australian <laughs> indies to Australian survivor to working at Movie World <laughs> to, yeah. to getting picked up by WWE. See, it's a pathway.
1: Yeah. So, um, Colt Cabana is on his way.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I mean, we haven't seen that much of cult since uh, a cult of personality turned up there.
1: We really haven't. It's been very interesting. Uh, I'm just Uh, praying for the day that they just, like,
0: team up and they're friends again. That would be great. uh, Speaking of uh, one Mr. Punk's friends, uh, have we heard any more on WOW and what uh, AJ Lee's doing there?
1: No idea what's going on there. Actually, if we're going to speak about Sam Punk, he apparently appeared on the latest episode of Mayans um, MC, the spin-off of Sons of Anarchy show today.
0: Ooh, I've heard good yeah. things. I haven't about seen it in general.
1: I haven't seen Mayans yet, but I did. I did watch all the Sons of Anarchy because
0: you know who else watched Sons of Anarchy?
1: <laughs> fucking everyone in TNA Creative in 2011. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I am? Um. Yeah, dude. I was full disclosure. I was recently contemplating the idea of something um related to that for Fugs. <laughs> and I was listening to the theme song of Aces and Eights, and I was like, I can't even. I can't even hear it anymore. Like I'm still scarred from hearing that song every week. Na 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 now now. Na 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 now now now
0: now. Okay. Well, with all that, Alex, what's coming up on the Smack it Down podcast with your very entertaining co-host over there?
1: Yeah, so we were meant to record last week. Well, we kind of did, but then uh, something happened. Uh, all I can really say is, uh, in that time that we were recording, someone went from having a certain amount of children to one more children.
0: <laughs> ah very understandable. So he's like, I mean, you go to pick up a loaf of bread from the supermarket, and all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, free kid, thank you.
1: Yeah. um, I was like, that's how it works, right? I mean, he 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 told (laughs) me a month ago that his missus was pregnant, and now all of a sudden, it's here. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You might tell a little earlier than that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah trying to organize a schedule to get together because of this has been a bit rough, but reportedly rumor has it that we're get, getting together on the interwebs on Friday night to record. And, Ooh. um, I'm going to be home alone Friday night. So if there's a good chance. It might be the most drunkest episode of wrestling podcasting I ever do.
0: <laughs> I don't know. We've had some pretty drunk ones ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where can they go, Where can the good humans go find that?
1: Uh, at Sid underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Most importantly, find us at WrestleOzStyle with an A-U-S on Instagram, Twitter. Search us up WrestlingOzStyle on Facebook. And you can also find Chris at... at
0: I'm Chris Funder. On Twitter, yes, come tell me why uh, evil is better than Suzuki. Yeah, no one will do that. I feel pretty confident about that one. (laughs) You can come watch me game a couple of nights a week on Twitch. uh, TV slash Chris Funder. Now, uh, much like Alex has had news dropped on him last week, I did mention to him off air, I do have family coming up next week for the first time in Oh uh, it'll be the first time I've seen them in close to ten years. So probably no podcast next week. I'm sorry. That's cool. That
1: gives me extra time to write FUGs. <laughs> uh, I'm um, I might just spend next week writing all the way up to year three.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we've got three more months of Fugs and a draft, and then we're in the third year.
1: Yeah. Um uh, I've, I'm throwing out some ideas to shake things up again. I've got some ideas, but it's all going to get run by Chris. But my God, um, if this happens, it could change everything.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Well, nothing left to say but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
1: Now now now, 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 now. Now, 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 here comes fucking bully Ray. Don't forget Doc Gallo's director of chaos and Garrett Bischoff and Mike Knox.
0: It was me, Hogan. It was me. All along, you old bastard.
1: (laughs) He married Brooke Hogan. (laughs) I
0: mean, it was good up until that point. (laughs) (laughs) Then
1: Taz joined for some reason.
0: (laughs) He joined at the wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh. I mean still better than whatever happened to retribution
1: i mean it was clear like when hulk hogan took over tna he's like ah i know what works for people competing with vince it's heel factions that's all i know is heel factions when i'm in a company that's competing with vince Dungeon of Doom, Dungeon of Doom, fucking NWO. That's all I know. Every time I've been in the company against Vince, they've just had heel factions. So let's just, ah, oh, Immortal, cool, Fortune, cool, fuck it, Aces and Eights, cool. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, that's That's... all he did when he took over TNA, was just have, like, one heel faction run roughshod.
0: Can I just say, though, TNA actually did a good job with Aces and Eights up until the point once everything was revealed. They did a good job in the reveal as well, because they did a digital... Like, a digital exclusive episode where Bully Ray went back and explained every decision that was made.
1: Dude, it's great. Like... I I wanted to do something like that with Fugs, but it just, like, it wouldn't work in the Fugs format. (laughs) Like, I wanted to do that with my wolf pack because I did leave little Easter eggs along the path to the formation of the wolf pack, but it was like, no, that's just not going to work for podcast format, but fuck me, the reveal on Impact was great.
0: All right. Good night, humans
1: catcher i just lost my voice singing aces and eights the things i do for the humans